Good morning, everyone. The Mary Griffith Show is underway. I apologize for that delay, but uh, I am expecting a phone call that did not happen. So I'm a little geflamped, but that's okay. We'll carry on. The good news is we've got open phones now. This is a bit unexpected, but hey, that's okay. 223-9300, 1-800-228-WTAD. Give me a shout, whatever you'd like to talk about. That's what we'll talk about today, and hopefully we will get in touch with the new director of the Legacy Theater in Carthage, talking about their Legacy Theater Showcase, which is coming up. So whatever you'd like to talk about, that's what we'll talk about here at Talk Radio 930 WTAD. I want to give a big shout-out to the plow crews. Um, I only saw one really stupid thing. I saw lots of heroic effort. These guys were out. Gals were out. Uh, The only thing stupid I really saw, (sighs) parking lot downtown. They scraped it off beautifully. I mean, it is clean as a whistle, plenty of parking. The only trouble is they shoved the snow in a large pile and covered the sidewalk. Now, this pile of snow is not going to (laughs) melt for probably weeks. (laughs) And in the meantime, everybody who parks in that parking lot can't use the sidewalk to get to the businesses that are being represented by people who want to park in the parking lot. So I don't know what the answer is because you can't just shove it out in the street. But I would have filled up one of the parking spaces there rather than block the sidewalk. And I bet after they did it, they thought, that was silly. I shouldn't have done that. Well, we're going to go right to the phone lines. I have no idea who's on the air. So we'll just see who we get here on the Mary Griffith Show. Good morning. You're on the air. Well, how are you doing this morning? Well, I'm great. What's on your mind today? Well, I sat there listening to your program, and you was telling things that people should keep in their vehicle during the winter months. Yeah. You know, all that stuff. Well, I've been playing this game a long time, being a mechanic. I'm retired now. But one thing I always tell people, whether it was July or August or if it was January or February, if you go to an auto mechanic and he says, "My gosh, you need a new uh, you need a new belt." You know, uh, your fan belt's not very good, and you need a new one. The old one's not broken, but the other one's not very good. So what I always tell him, I change your belt, you know, and everything for you. But I'm gonna I want you to save your old belt. Take the thing, put it in the wrapper, throw it in the trunk, put it with all your stuff. It's very easy to find a mechanic that will put the belt on. You know, in case you have a problem, but it's hard to find a belt for these newer vehicles because there's so many out there. You know what I'm saying? And that belt might get you back home or might get you back someplace where it's safe. So I always recommend they nothing to wrap that belt up in that package, throw it in your trunk with your stuff, and keep it in there all the time in the summer or winter. So if you're if you're on the road on I-72 and you're going to Springfield and you have a the belt breaks, and a lawman comes, you know, an officer comes, and you could find somebody if I put the belt on. But to try to find a belt, it's going to be very hard. So I suggest for people, if they do have their belt changed, they have the mechanic wrap it up, fill up the trunk with their stuff, and then they're, they're ready. Wow, that is great advice. You, uh, I want, I, yeah, while I've got you on the line, there are yes. so many things as a mechanic that you see like you said, that's a great tip because when the belt goes out, you're really stuck. 
Uh, what are some other things? What about some maintenance things? I know some people drive on bald tires. Is there a quick way for people to check their to see if their tires are? And of course, we should have them rotated regularly. That's part of the problem. People just don't maintain their vehicles well, do they? Well, a lot of people don't maintain a lot of things. They don't even pull the refrigerator out to clean the condenser off with a, with a shop vac. Well, uh, the thing is with the tires is a very simple uh, procedure. When you got your car parked somewhere and sitting there, just take a penny and take the penny and put the penny up and put it down in the treads of your tire. Now, there should be a measurement, and there's not a measurement on the penny, but it should be in a certain spot that your tires are too low. The tread's too low. You need to you need to get, do something with that tire. And um, if you have a problem with that tire, and I'm not I'm not trying to uh, uh, convince people to go to a certain place to have it checked, but go down and see Dave down at Discount Battery, have him check your tires. And he is so honest down there that he'll tell an individual, a lady, so to speak, to, hey, you need to, you need to do something with your tires. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. Need, yes. Is it, you put the penny in, don't you put the penny in, and if you can see Lincoln's head. Yeah, put, yeah. of that nature. I don't remember exactly how that is. Yeah, you, you put the Lincoln, penny in, yes. but if you can see Lincoln, then, right. you, then you have enough tire tread. Right. If yeah, you if you can't see Lincoln... Oh, yeah. I might got that backwards, but anyway, you'll be able to figure yeah, it out. It is. But, but like I say, if, if you get confused on that situation, but the, if you just take your finger and put it in your tire, you can put it in, you can pretty well tell if it's not good, you know? Yeah. But like I say, if you want to really have somebody look at it, go down and see Dave Stein Kenny down there at, uh, what's that, 11th and Main, 10th and Main, or 10th and Broadway, and have him just check it, and then you're safe. The other thing is, is try to keep uh, uh, try to keep aware of the mileage on your car. Normally, on the average mileage, your front disc brakes to last about forty thousand miles. That's on the average. Your front disc brakes, uh, your back brakes, will last twice as long as your front brakes. But that's something people don't check: is the brakes. They they got a good pedal and everything's fine. Oh my God! All of a sudden, all of a sudden. Well, the pad's gone, it's down in the rotor. and all. When you go and have your tires rotated, tell them to check the pads to see what the wear is. It, it is not that extensive to change them before the worst happens. Yeah. But if you got to put a rotors on it, you got to put a wheel bearing in it, you got to do this or that, then it gets pretty expensive. Yeah, and of but course, that's just yeah. some, oil that's changes. Just some little things that, yeah, oil that's changes are important. Thing. I didn't even know this is how silly I am, and I hate to admit it, because I consider myself fairly smart. You can be very well educated and have no common sense, as my mother often told me. Um, I didn't know you had to change the oil in your car. Um, I did not know that, believe it or not. And uh, <laughs> I went a whole year one time, <laughs> never changed the oil in my car. And finally, I got a good mechanic, you know, who said, Mary, um <gasps> Uh, when's the last time you changed the oil in your car? And I said, I don't know. When am I supposed to do that? <laughs> I have never done it. So anyway, uh, that oil filter weighed about 50 pounds. <laughs> pretty bad. Well, I, I will tell you this. I know for an example, and I've seen it done, and I'm looking at him like he's crazy, but I was a young teenager working on cars, and a, a friend of mine was working over Kirksville, Missouri, and he was driving to Kirksville and back every day. And every Friday he'd pull his car to shop, 
He would jack it up, crawl underneath it, screw the oil filter off, screw a new one on, put a core oil on it. And then later on in years, when I went to some schooling, I found out that your oil filter wears out. It's full. It's done. It's done everything it can do. And uh, you, you're better off to change the filter than to change the oil because the oil is not wore out. The filter is just from full. So, yeah. you know, I recommend that you change your filter and your oil at the same time. Um, but people used to years ago when you had when you had straight weight oil. In the winter, you ran 20 weight oil. And in the summer, you ran 30 weight. So you always knew every summer or every fall or spring, you had to change your oil because it had to have a different weight in it. But now we came out with multi-grade oil. People put it in. Don't think about it. Run it. But oil has came a long ways from what it used to, but oil does not wear out. The oil filter wears out. The oil filter wears out. You have been a godsend. You've been a godsend this morning. I love you. Yeah, it gets plumb full. It ain't no different than your filter and your vacuum sweeper. The vacuum sweeper still sucks good, but it ain't going to suck very good with a dirty filter. It just ain't going to happen. So it needs a new filter, and it's the same with an oil pressure. Okay. Basically, it's all common sense. If you use common sense on a lot of things, you'll go a long ways in this world, a long ways. That's my problem. I don't have any common sense. But thank you very much for calling today. You have reminded folks, keep that extra belt, that fan belt, in your car. You never right. know when you're going to need it. Because, do, because do. you don't, here's the problem with it. And the one thing I always tell them is, is it says that on a Sunday and there ain't nothing open. Yeah. You know, now you now you got O'Reilly's open and all, all these places are open. But, but still, there are so many belts out there. Years ago, one belt probably fit a numerous amount of cars. Now you got one belt that runs everything: power steering, brakes, your AC, everything, your water pump. That one belt does a lot of work, so it's good to keep that belt. It's safety wise, you know. You find somebody put it on. I. I thank you so much for your phone call today. Thank you so very much for listening, and you've been a godsend. Thank you. What a wonderful gentleman to call and give us all that free advice. You know, some of that, like you said, you'd be surprised. People don't know. You have to be taught things. You don't know about spark plugs or fuel injection or oil filters or, you know, belts and all this other stuff or tire tread or brake pads. And so if you're going to drive a car, try to learn a little bit about it and God, have a good mechanic that'll tell you when you uh, need some help. We're going to head up to the Ursa Farmers Cooperative. We still hope to make contact with the Legacy Theater. We'll see if we can do that, and we'll be back. We are back. It's 20 minutes ahead of Fox News at the top of the hour. I'm Mary Griffith. This is the Mary Griffith Show. And Tom Robbins has joined me. He is the new executive director of the Legacy Theater in Carthage. He comes with 25 years of experience running uh, venues, in the latest one at the University of Dubuque. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the Mary Griffith Show. I'm so glad you're on today. Thank you. Good morning, Mary. Glad to be with you. Well, and I must admit, uh, it's apparently my mistake. I had you booked today. You thought you were on tomorrow. I probably made that mistake, but that's okay because we announced this morning. Totally fine. We announced this morning you had been hired, and we do want to get to the showcase, but I want to learn a little bit about you first. Tell us about you. 
Well, I am uh, a native of, of Dubuque, Iowa. I know I heard you mention that I had come from my, my most immediate past position was at a place called the Heritage Center at the University of Dubuque, where I managed uh, a facility on campus, a performing arts center. But really, my, my background goes back in the arts, oh boy, back to my grade school days. Uh, and I've, I've had a career in, in arts management and administration, a number of different positions across Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois. Actually, there was a period of time I worked for Northern Illinois University up in the northern part of the state. So I've kind of made the rounds, and uh, the arts and, and entertainment and culture are, are real passions of mine, and um, I'm, I'm looking very much uh, forward to making an imprint on, on the tri-state area. I Actually, I have to think of it in a little different way now, Mary. I'm used to the tri-state area being you know, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin. Now it's Missouri, <laughs> Illinois, Iowa, right? It's yeah. five states, so I've got to adjust my thinking there a little bit. Kick Wisconsin out and add Missouri in, and you'll be just fine <laughs> and dandy. Well, we're thrilled to have someone of your expertise. I always ask people, because Carthage is a small town, although that theater facility is prime and big, big city as any could be. Why Carthage? I mean, what was it about the job that excited you? Well, there's a couple of things. One is I have a personal connection. So I'm sure many folks know that at one time Carthage College was was located in the city of Carthage uh, up until the early 60s. And actually, my in-laws are alums of, Carth- of Carthage College when it was located there at that point in time. So there there is a personal connection. So we're kind of excited about that family family connection, but also... One of uh, one another past position that I had had was in in a more rural area, but we were a regional arts center, and I f- I find that that's kind of exactly the situation that we're in here in Carthage with a with a prime facility, a wonderful uh, center uh, in in Carthage with the Legacy Theater, but has the potential of reaching, you know, across you know the area, several counties. Uh, to be kind of a center and uh, uh, just a place that people can travel to at, at not too long of a distance to enjoy an evening of entertainment or an afternoon of entertainment. So just very excited about the regional pull and the regional potential of of the legacy to draw from the area. Well, you've certainly, uh, in the past, they put on blockbuster deals. And I mean, Hannibal, Quincy, Burlington, Kirksville, uh, even people from Springfield have come over to Carthage because of the uh, quality of the theater itself and the quality of the performances. Well, you've got something special coming up uh, on January 20th. It's a Saturday night, and it's free of charge, and it's a preview. The doors will open at 6 in Carthage, and there'll be a little light refreshment. And the program starts at 7, and you're going to just give people a glimpse of what's coming up this year. So let's let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that because the yeah. first thing on the agenda is the Liverpool Legends. So if people like the Beatles, Saturday, February 17th, they better be at the Carthage Theater. Well, absolutely. The, the showcase event is very unique. I, I have seen very few venues actually do this sort of thing, and um, just so impressed coming into this position on how proactive and progressive and visionary the board of directors is for the Legacy Theater, because the showcase idea 
I haven't seen a lot of venues do it, but it's 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 very unique. And basically, what it will be is there will be some live entertainment with a couple of of local bands uh, on stage to give you a little taste of live entertainment in the facility if you've never been there before, but also some video showcases of the whole season that's upcoming. We've had a, a very nice, nicely vetted and curated video uh, preview put together of, of all of the events. So it'll be about an hour or so in length, and I'll get to MC the program. Looking very much forward to that, but and come a little early from, for some refreshments, as you mentioned. But again, that's Saturday, January 20th, and it's at 7 p.m., uh, come early for the refreshments, and uh, hopefully that will uh, kind of intrigue people and wet their whistle a little bit for what's what's on tap the rest of the season. One of the things, as a new person there, one of the things that's problematic with the Legacy Theater, because you do so many different kinds of things, a season ticket may not necessarily, at least in this coming year, be be possible, because you've got the Liverpool Legends, the Beatles Tribute Band, Saturday, February 17th, then you turn around on March 9th and you do the Bee Gees Tribute Band, <laughs> and then you do a Vegas McGraw on April 20th, Queen on May 11th, these tribute bands, Twin, Twitty and Lynn uh, on June 22nd. I mean, some people are not going to like all of this, and so a season ticket is problematic, so you have to really support each show as a standalone individual thing. Uh, you've even got shows for kids, you've got Garth Brooks, you've got Elvis Presley, you know, all these tributes, and they're wonderful. I'm a big advocate, a big fan of the uh, theater. I've been there many times myself. Um, obviously, these were all booked without benefit of you. This is something you're inheriting. But how important it is it to really get those niche audiences? Because the Bee Gees crowd and the Twitty and Lynn crowd are not the same. So talk about how you make that happen. Well, you know, I, I do think it has become a staple for the legacy uh, to bring in these tribute bands. And obviously, they're in demand. People are just yearning for, you know, that taste of nostalgia and that taste of you know, kind of things gone by. But, yes, really, uh, it's a goal of the legacy to bring in a variety of audiences who have a variety of tastes, who enjoy a variety of different genres, and and so yeah, if if we have tribute shows coming in, and we want to appeal to those different audiences, we're going to need to, you know, feature rock and roll. We're going to need to feature country. You know, we're going to, we're going to need to feature a variety of genres to because we want uh, uh, we want residents of many different walks of life to to experience the legacy theater and 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 to enjoy it but but yes there there is some challenge there but there's but there's also opportunity uh because there's just so much out there there's such a vast universe of the types of entertainment and arts and culture that that we can bring to the legacy theater you kind of in the past i've had patrons at former venues say um you know, won't you bring this back and won't you bring that back? And, you know, a lot of times my response is, yes, we want to bring some of these popular events back, but there's such a vast universe of things out there, and we want to expose people to a little bit of everything over the course of time, you know, whether it be within the season or from season to season. We'll be curating and looking at events, you know, over the next several years uh, in, in the next few months just because we want to make sure to bring in the best of the best for, for our audiences you know, over over time. Well, as a theater buff, uh, live theater performance play buff, 
uh, musical buff, I can tell you that I love your tribute shows, but I also like the church basement ladies and some other things. So maybe put a play or two uh, in there as well. You know, I mean, it, you're right. Uh, you <laughs> you probably have a million suggestions of things that could go, but you have to be able to get them. You have to be able to afford them and you have to be able to sell the tickets. One of the things that I know it's difficult with all live theater performance Old folks like me, the old gray-haired crowd, uh, we're used to buying a season (laughs) ticket or planning in advance. But the younger kids, they like to do things a little bit more on demand. The problem with that is you have to pay the band up front, uh, whether anyone shows up that night or not. What are you going to do to target a younger crowd? Because I've been to the Legacy many times. I'm very comfortable with the crowd there. But, you know, if you can find somebody in the crowd under 40, that's a, a somewhat more rare a day. Of course, I probably wasn't in the audience when the crowd was mostly under 40. That's another problem. I can't really say I've seen it all because I wasn't there when you probably had Prince or the Selena experience. We're not up my avenue. But how do you get all ages and get all pocketbooks abilities to pay into the uh, Legacy Theater in Carthage? You know, a lot of it is kind of building from the ground up. And what I mean from that is we've got to get the kids while they're young, you know, in the seats experiencing live performances, because you are right. It is, it is a challenge to get the twenties, thirties, and maybe even early forties into the venue. Not that we want to abandon those folks, but I think we're going to need to spend more of our time kind of focusing on, on the youth. Uh, you know, we're having some, some discussion about, you know, maybe, maybe doing some school kinds of performances. They've done some of that in the past at the Legacy, but we want to maybe kind of pick that up a little bit more and, um, and get the kids in the venue for some live performances. Maybe also do some outreach and, and, um, some interactive kind of educational things with students from the elementary to the high school level and maybe early college even. Um, so they have that interaction and excitement that goes along with just being in the room with an artist because so much nowadays, every, everybody's online, everyone, everyone's on their digital devices, and they feel like they can get their entertainment there, and they don't realize what they're missing, you know, with a live entertainment experience, whether that be a concert, whether it be a dance performance, whether it be a, a play, like you said, theater. We do want to do more, more of those types of varieties of events. Um, but a lot of it is going to be starting starting with the young kids and working up from there so that we will have 20s, 30s, and 40-year-olds engaged, you know, down the line. And that's that's part of the challenge and part of the exciting opportunity I face is, is building the, auditu- the auditorium, or excuse me, the audience of the future for places like the Legacy Theater. Because you've got the auditorium, baby. That is a beautiful theater up there. Unbelievable that a town the size of Carthage can make that happen. Also, of course, matinees are very popular with an older crowd, where the younger crowd, you know, is not so afraid to drive at night, I guess they would say. You've got a big task ahead of you. Tom Robbins, uh, you've got lots of experience. You know what you're doing. You always have to learn something new whenever you come to a new venue. You have to learn, well, the board. I know that... uh, uh, Joy will be right on you because, I mean, she said, snap to it, buddy. Call Mary <laughs> Griffith. And you did. So already we know that you're an obedient servant. Uh, what about fund? <laughs> funding? Funding is always hard. I know that they haven't really struggled. I wouldn't call it a struggle. But, boy, they have just worked themselves to death, these volunteers. I mean, their fingers are down to the bone. They are so glad you're on board. Uh, you've got to, you know, keep this thing going. What is the annual budget at the Legacy Theater? 
Well, they, uh, the first thing I would say about the board, again, is I just can't stress enough how dedicated, enthusiastic, committed. Honestly, I don't think I've ever seen a board quite quite like this one. You know, I think I think our annual budget right now is is somewhere around a couple hundred thousand. Don't quote me on that, but um, you know, it's poised for growth. It's you know, we we've been around since. 2016 in, in the current iteration of what's going on at the Legacy Theater, you know, with with the foundation doing the fundraising, doing the programming, doing doing the marketing, and and they've been nothing but continued to generate more interest and more momentum, and just I think the potential is is, is just so great based upon the the solid foundation that they've built for the for the Legacy Theater. So you know, yeah, we do have our work cut out for us with the corporate sponsorship support with you know annual individual giving support with grants i mean any given arts organization or facility like this depends heavily on what we call unearned income so the earned income side being the tickets right the tickets and other ancillary forms of income but but the fundraising and the, and the unearned income side with with the grants contributions sp- sponsorship support it's huge. I mean, it's going to make up likely half of our budget if we're like any other arts organization, you know, out there. It's just if we want arts and culture to thrive in our community and in the region, uh, you know, we've got to support it with our pocketbooks in addition to, you know, buying tickets. Well, it's so important, and I know the Quincy community uh, really wants to support the Legacy Theater. We have such great arts Right now in Quincy, such great arts in Hannibal. Keokuk's got a thriving arts community as well. Carthage is just uh, another uh, facet on that diamond gem that is so much about live theater and live performance here. And like you said, uh, nothing like seeing it live on stage. Number one, mistakes happen, and those are often fun. And uh, number two, (laughs) you know, you'll never you'll be there with a group of people experiencing something you'll never see again. Saturday, January 20th. This is a free event, folks. If you've never been up there, get up to the Legacy Theater in Carthage. It's right there on the main drag. You cannot miss it. The showcase, uh, doors open at 6. Showcase begins at 7. The Western Ramblers, the bluegrass band from Western Illinois University, will be there, along with the classic rock band, J.A.B., just another band. Get a jab. Uh, they're going to talk <laughs> about everything that's coming in. Uh, it's something for everybody. I mean, you're talking about One Night in Memphis, the tribute to Presley, Perkins, Lewis, and Cash. You're talking about An Evening with Garth and Tricia. The Gambler Returns, the Kenny Rogers uh, Christmas show, uh, Rockapella Christmas. I mean, it's all fantastic. And your chance to uh, really see and get first in line for tickets is happening at the Legacy Theater. Uh, one thing we always want to let people know is your your website, thelegacytheater.com, thelegacytheater.com. You've been doing this. Well, you haven't been doing it, but they've been doing this on a shoestring. Uh, it's going to be so great to have professional management. Uh, Tom, you are so lucky, like you said. The people that have been running this uh, as amateurs have done a pretty damn good job. So you better be good. You better be on your toes, boy. You've got a lot to live up to. <laughs> I'm going to give it give it my college best and yes I do feel like I'm surrounded by you know they they've they've already started a legacy of their own with the work that they've done so the name of the theater is appropriate and um 
yeah, I've got my work cut out for me, but I feel like I've got a really good base of support with the board and the community and everyone that has supported the legacy up until now. Well, you put down Mary Griffith, WT80 Radio, and then put an asterisk and put absent-minded professor, can never get dates right, (laughs) often is cranky and tyrannical, but we'll get along great. We'll be happy to promote everything you do up there as we have. We've got five radio stations here in Quincy alone. Every kind of genre you want to promote, we've got it. So don't be a stranger. Uh, My love for the Legacy Theater is a, a little gilded lily for you. How's that? Well, thank you for your for helping us get the word out, Mary, and we hope to see you on January 20th at the showcase. And um, we just we just really appreciate your support. So thank you to WTAD and and everyone there at the radio station. Sometime when you're down in Quincy, we'll meet in person. Maybe I'll see you on the 20th. Thank you so very much. Sounds great. Thank you. Coming up tonight in Hannibal, the Parks and Recreation Department is having a public forum at six o'clock. They're going to learn about Riverview Park. Here's a preview of what you need to know to be there at 6 o'clock. Everybody's welcome to attend.